In today's show, I'm going to talk about the Houston Rockets in the 2021-2022 season from a fantasy basketball perspective. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here to talk Houston Rockets. We are here to talk about the Houston Rockets and their fantasy potential for this upcoming season. So let's talk about them right now and let's get stuck straight into it by looking at how the schedule looks for the Rockets. They have 51 quality games, which is basically right on league average. So you're not getting anything, you're not losing anything really there in that type of scenario. Pretty good amount uh, to be able to stream in. And they're going to have some interesting later round guys and some stream options at times this season for sure. They also have 13 back-to-backs, which is slightly below league average. Um, So not a bad number there as well, which is helpful if you are, for some reason, invested in Eric Gordon or John Wall. But there are other players who have had had injuries on this team, especially someone like a Christian Wood, which is way more important to pay attention to. In the default Yahoo playoffs, they have 11 games, a 3-4-4 schedule. That's ending on April the 3rd. That's not too bad. The most in that time frame is 12, so pretty solid there. And in my playoffs which ends on March the 20th, which I think is the best way to do it. They have the most, equal most amount of games, 11 games, four, four, and three. Unfortunately, they only have the three games in championship week, but they do have the most amount of games over that time frame. Now, again, a reminder, you shouldn't be drafting based off playoff schedule. You've got to get to the playoffs first. But it is something that if there is a tiebreaker or when you're making trades or waiver pickups later in the year, that it does have a level of impact when you get to it at uh, at that stage rather than you know when you're making decisions and you're drafting players specifically off uh, playoff schedule at this point in October for the season to start. It doesn't make a huge amount of sense, but it is at least an extra data point or data point that you need to keep in your mind when making transactions and waiver wire moves and drafting and all that sort of stuff. It just all adds into the melting pot of things that you do need to pay attention to. So that's the schedule out of the way. Let's go in and have a look at what some pressure points can be for this Rockets team. What can impact the projection? One of the biggest thing, I think, almost across the entire fantasy basketball landscape is how much does John Wall play? Because if John Wall is playing 33 minutes a night and he plays 70 games, has a real impact on cousin Kevin Porter. It has an impact on Jalen Green. Like massive impacts because John Wall's not going to go out there and have a 15 usage and not run the show. He's going to be their best player who plays minutes, gets high usage, and takes assist opportunities away from other guys. We saw last year when Kevin Porter started next to John Wall, it didn't go particularly well for Porter and his fantasy value. His big numbers came when Wall was out. I don't expect Wall to play a full season. I think he's going to sit games. But I also think that in the games that he does play, he's going to play big minutes. They're not going to play him 20 minutes a night, I don't think. I think there's more chance that they say, don't play at all, John, versus play 20 minutes. I don't think that's going to be likely. But how much he plays has an impact on Green and Porter, especially on this Rockets team. The other thing that can have an impact on how I'm projecting things is, does Daniel Tice start? 
I expect Daniel Tice to start. Jackson Gatlin, who we talked with earlier today, he expects him to start. But they could bring Tice off the bench and start Jay Sean Tate or start Daniel House or start Kenyon Martin Jr. at power forward. And then that puts Tice to be the backup center. And that really impacts Alperen Shingun's value. Because Shingun then becomes the third string center instead of the backup center. So Tice's role, while it seems inconsequential for a player who's Daniel Tice, it can have a really big impact right across this Rocket squad. I talked about House there already, but what his role is and what Eric Gordon's role is, is also key. Eric Gordon still is a really good player. He's had plenty of injury problems, but are they going to come out and play Eric Gordon 17 minutes a night? Or is he going to play his usual 24, 25 minutes a night? And how that impacts Jalen Green. Gordon's a much better three than Jalen Green is because Green is much skinnier and not really strong enough to play the three. So how much Gordon and House plays impacts Green, it impacts Porter, it impacts Tate, it impacts all of these guys in the rotation. So while we might look at it and go, the Rockets are going nowhere, they're tanking, so they just need to develop their young guys. That's just not realistic. That's just not what they're going. If these guys are healthy, I really, I could be wrong, but I really don't think that we're going out there and saying, John, don't play. Eric Gordon, don't play. Daniel House, mate, don't play. I don't think House is that good, and I'd have no problem with him not playing him, but Gordon and Wall, I just don't think that's realistic. So if they come out and play their usual role, John plays 33 and Eric plays 25 minutes, it impacts Porter, Martin, Tate, House, Green. All those guys get impacted. So whatever their role is has a real impact on fantasy projections of this team. And then Shengun. If Shengun has passable NBA defense... Like, he could start. Him and Wood could start together. That's a possibility. If his defense is just atrocious, he doesn't play. And maybe Garuba gets minutes over him and Shengun spends a big chunk of the year in the G League. I really like Shengun. You're all well aware of that. I had him as a top five player in this draft. I think getting him at 16 was a massive steal. I had him in tier three in my dynasty rookie ranks. I really believe in him. People, in some drafts, he is going to get overdrafted. The mock draft I did last week, he didn't get drafted at all, which I think is reasonable. But if his defense is fine... And he shows he's already a capable defender. He could play over Tice easily. He could play next to Wood straight away. Wood could get traded. There's so much stuff that can go on, go on with this team, but it is going to depend a little bit on where on where Shengun's defense is, what that level of play is for him uh, defensively. Because again, if it's trash, then he might be he might struggle a little bit early on. If you if you I was say if you struggle, but that's a terrible segue. I you know. Some might say I don't miss on my uh, ad transitions, but I did miss on that one. But anyway, football has started. College football is off. Pro football is starting um, in a week or so. And if you are looking for the place to place your bets, Bet Online is the answer. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. They're open now at Bet Online, So be sure to take advantage also of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the season opener Thursday, September the 9th between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose that bet, BetOnline will refund you up to $25 for new customers who sign up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of their 2021 offers. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. 
Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live and another lets you stream your favorite shows and then you're watching sports highlights on your phone and then you're getting your neighbors log in for another streaming service. It's it's cluttered. It's all over the place. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together and it is called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so that you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV. Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. All right, let's look at what the next thing is we're going to talk about here. And we're looking at breakout candidates. Got two options here for Houston, I think. Cousin Kevin Porter, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, real breakout potential. Now he was... Unbelievably overrated last season. You know, I hyped, hyped, I harped on about that last year. He was, despite all of the hoopla about this guy is a league winner and you have to pick him up. He was 123rd ranked player on a per game basis last year. Per game. In categories. Now, in points leagues, he was better. He was, uh, what, 79th on a per game basis? But he was still hyped up like he was a top 20 NBA player. And he is nowhere near that. But there is a chance heading into his first full offseason with this team. I don't think he gets the keys straight away. But if something happens and John Wall's gone, then Porter's the starting point guard. And he could average eight assists a game and 18 points very easily. So he does have really some big, big breakout potential. And at the moment, I thought he was a massive risk of getting overdrafted. That doesn't appear to be the case at this point. So there's some real hope for him, I think, for this season. And then Kenyon Martin Jr., a guy that we absolutely exploded at the end of last season, looked great. I don't think he's going to get that same role that he had at the end of last season because they brought in Tice, they drafted Shengun. There's still Jay Sean Tate, Eric Gordon, John Wall, all these guys. It has a ripple effect right across the rotation. So I don't think Martin's starting opening night and playing 30 minutes. But maybe he just becomes that good and he plays over Tice and he is their starting power forward and he blocks one and a half shots and he hits some threes and he's hyper-aggressive rebounding. He's probably more of a deeper league guy and someone that we pay attention to in standard leagues just to see where it goes. But there's absolute breakout potential there. Look, I think his upside is significantly higher than Jay Sean Tate's, for example, and Daniel House Jr. and Daniel Tice. Like, much higher upside for Kenyon Martin there. Now, whether he gets to realize that, I don't know. And look, the other thing is that he could fall way down the pecking order and be behind Shengun and Garuba and House and Tate and, and Tice and be just completely out of it. I don't think that's the case. I think he's a rotation player. But he could step into a larger role. So he's someone that we need to, uh, to, we need to watch and we need to pay attention to. Now, in terms of sleepers on this team, it is a pretty interesting uh, setup. Let's talk with Alperen Shengun, who on Yahoo is listed at 635th. Now, I thought there'd be a risk that he'd be overdrafted at 136. That's obviously insane. And on Fantrax, he's at 1,291st. Ridiculously insane. If you're in a 14, 16 team league, a 16 team league, you've got, you got to look at Shengun. And there is the potential. If he plays 25 minutes, it's hard to get there. But if he plays 25 minutes, he's, he probably is a standard, standard league guy. So the fact that he's that far down is important to note. Kenyon Martin Jr., while again, I had him as a breakout guy, he's 324th on Yahoo. That means, according to their default ranks, he is out of the purview of 20 team leagues, which is ridiculous. He should be in that discussion for 16 team formats. I think he can crack the top 200. Last year, he was 171st first in 24 minutes. Like He could get back to that easily. So 324 is insane. 
Fantrax has Christian Wood 103rd. Again, you've just got to scroll down. Now, Christian Wood's going to appear when I do busts in a second, so just be aware of that. But at 103, like this is a guy that I think we're looking at in the 55 to 70 type of range. So 103 gives tremendous value. And then Cousin Kev. He's 256th Kevin Porter on Fantrax. He's 115th on ESPN. Yahoo's got him at 92, which is about fine. I think he's in that 80 to 90 range, 80 to 95, maybe 75 you want to take him. No problem with that. And he can push higher. The worry we have with Porter is the poor field goals and free throw percentage, and he's a pretty low steals and blocks guy. And if he is playing with John Wall, then the assists and usage are also hurt. And you've got to try and work out how Jalen Green fits into that discussion. But it's still at um, 256. uh, That's ridiculous. And at 115, I think that's also pretty ridiculous. Now, I don't know also what Eric Gordon's going to do, but on fan tracks, he's at 271. I'm not drafting him in 12-10 leagues, not even touching him. Not, Not touching him at all. But at 271, 20-team, 18-16-team leagues, yeah, sure, why not? Absolutely, we're going for him there. The other one with Kevin Porter, which I should have mentioned, in points leagues, we're going way higher. We're going probably top 70, top 60 for him. So there is some real value in him there. And then Jalen Green. Like, again, you've got to scroll down. Fantrax, 918. Great later round pick. I think he's going to get overdrafted, Jalen. He's 85 on Yahoo and 75 on ESPN, which we'll talk about in a second. I think he's more of a 90 to 105 sort of player. Again, he has to share with Gordon, with Wall, with Porter, with Wood. And yeah, his game is not going to be predicated on high assists or high rebounds or high steals. He might struggle with efficiency. He's going to need big usage, and initially it's going to be hard for him to get there. So I think he could be overrated, but at 918, of course, that's not overrating anybody at number, <laughs> at number 918. Let's look at some fantasy busts. And again, it is always depend on where you're drafting, what team, what, what, what platform you're using. Because Christian Wood is ranked 34th on Yahoo and 41st on ESPN. Before his injury last year, that was about the right range for Christian Wood. And then he came back and he was pretty poor and he ended up 62nd on a per game basis. This year, he, he's still, you know, he's back, he's healthy, he's starting, but there is Tice, there is Shengun, there is Porter, there is Green. There's more guys to take some usage away from him. Taking him at 34 is crazy to me. I think he's more of a 55 to 70 guy. 41 on ESPN is also crazy. In a points league, Wood was 34th last year. So I think you can value him a little bit higher, probably in the 40 to 55 range. But still, 34 feels probably too high for me to grab Christian Wood. Johnny Wall's at 81 on Yahoo. I cannot trust it at all. In the 100, sure, I need a point guard. If he stays healthy, maybe he beats it. He's going to hurt your field goal percentage almost undoubtedly. And he's going to sit games. But at 81, yeah, 81 is too high. 100 is fine. And then I said, Jalen Green at 75 on ESPN. You are taking, I think, almost a best case scenario. And I could make an argument that in March and April, Jalen Green is rolling and Wall is gone and Gordon is gone and he's averaging 20 points and he's a top 50 player. Sure. But then for the start of the year, maybe he's the 200th best player for the first two and a half months. Very similar to Anthony Edwards' trajectory last season. So at 75, I'm just not burning that pick on a rookie. There's no way. Daniel Tice is at 111 on ESPN. I like Tice. I just don't think there's any value in taking him at 111. Where's the upside in taking him there? It just doesn't make sense for me to grab Tice, who will start, but he's not playing 30 minutes. And even if he plays 30 minutes, he's probably not beating that number anyway. Like, what did Tice play last year? He played um, 25 minutes. He was 158th best player. So at 111, it's just pure insanity. And in a uh, category, in a points league, he's worse than that. Like he shouldn't be even a draftable 12-team league guy in a category league. 
And then the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, Fantrax has got him at 65. Now, people love Tate. They really love what he did last year. He played 29 minutes a game. He was the 120th best player. I think, I think it's hard to argue that his situation got better this year. You can't argue that. It's worse. He may not start. Jackson thinks he won't start. So why the hell would I be looking at Jay Sean Tate at 65? On ESPN, he doesn't have a rank at the moment, which is pretty insane. And on Yahoo, he's 122, which is totally fine to grab him in those, you know, that 110 to 135 sort of area. But 65 is uh, foolish nonsense. I'll tell you what else is foolish nonsense, and that is going anywhere except for Rock Auto to get parts for your car. Why would you go to a local chain auto parts store where you have to talk to the bloke behind the counter, and he's just going to be dismissive. He's going to be insulting. Mate, you don't need one of those ratchety clanks for your car. Well, you know, you mean, let me charge you way more money than I need to. You can access a computer. You can find the parts for your car directly. RockAuto.com. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts for your car? Tail lamps, brake parts, motor oil, even new carpet. Rock Auto, Rock Auto has everything that you would need for a car if you're looking to do it yourself. And Rock Auto family business online, been serving customers for the last 20 years. So go to rockauto.com right now and find all the parts available for your your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And while you're browsing rockauto.com, Get a built bar because these are a delicious treat that are also good for you. The protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Everyone's got their favorite flavor. And if you don't have yours, find out. Get a mixed box. You get all nine standard flavors, two of each. So you get to try the full spectrum of the built bar flavors. These are not just delicious though, because they're also good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. And you can save 15% off by using our Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So go to Built.com, put as many boxes as you want into your cart and use our code LOCKED15 and save that 15%. Built Bar are the best tasting protein bars ever. All right, let's look at um, some deep league flyers here for the Houston Rockets. All last picks in standard leagues. I think Shengun's a really popular one there. I wouldn't do him in standard leagues, but he's an, an interesting deeper league guy. Daniel Tice is more of that 14-team league player. I think Kenyon Martin's got some upside again, but probably more 14-team. But I don't hate taking that flyer on him just to see how that rotation works to begin the season. And the same with Jay Sean Tate, who probably is more of a standard league, round 12, round 13 sort of player who can provide some solid numbers. Maybe there's upside, but there is also a risk that he does go backwards from where he was last season. Don't completely um, don't completely count that out. But I think there's a number of options. Look, if Usman Garuba gets a big role, then he's an interesting player. In a deeper league, if Josh Christopher finds himself in a rotation role, He's an interesting guy, but I think you know Ty Shangoon, Kenyon Martin, Jay Sean Tate, they're probably the pick of that bunch. Even an Eric Gordon, I guess, you could look at, but I wouldn't be super excited about grabbing Gordo there, although I don't really expect him to end this season on Houston's roster. Let's go on to the last part here and talk about the rest of this squad. Daniel House, um, yeah, the reports are Stephen Silas really likes this guy. I don't know why, but they, he really likes him. He is, to me, a really poor fantasy guy and should be behind Tate, Gordon, Green, um, Martin in the rotation. And if it was me doing it, he wouldn't play at all. 
So I wouldn't be worried too much about his fantasy value. Josh Christopher showed he can be a high usage guard in Summer League. Now, the percentages were shit house, and there really isn't a clear defined role for him at this point. So I wouldn't be getting overly excited there. DJ Augustin, well, at this point, you'd have to say he's the third string point guard behind Wall and Porter. And if Wall does go out, DJ can step in. And in deeper leagues, there can be some assist value in DJ Augustin. Group is going to spend most of his time in the G League, I would expect, but just watch what his role is. And then remember last year, Kyrie Thomas was just dominating fantasy leagues for the last week of the season. I wouldn't expect him to play much at all. And David Nwaba, they brought him back. But again, there's no clear rotation role. Eric Gordon goes, maybe he slides in there. But Nwaba's one of those guys who gets significantly overrated in a fantasy point of view. He's just not someone that you should be looking too much at. And then their two-way guy, Matthew Hurt, um, who can be maybe a stretch four at times. So when we're looking at this team, I think there is some overvalued and undervalued guys. We're looking at Wood in that fifth, sixth, seventh round range. Kevin Porter in seven and eight. Yeah, Jalen Green, yeah, probably 100, 110 type area. Johnny Wall pretty late as well with the significant risk tied in. Not massive onto Tice or uh, Tate or Martin for standard leagues, but you've got to watch the upside. And same goes with Shengun, while Gordon and House are, are really just deeper league players. That will do it for me today, Houston Rockets fantasy show. We're going to be talking shooting guard tiers in the next show. Go back and check my discussion with Jackson Gatlin on the real life perspective on the Houston Rockets. So much content for you guys. I hope you are enjoying it all. And if you are, hit like, hit subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.